0: want to make you think like the movies you know with a shootout where people are like walking to each other and they got the gun out and all tough nah hell nah all shootouts go like this everybody's screaming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's crying <laughs> You sweating so much And everybody's shooting over top If you watching the video I got my hand over top of the hood Like you got your head down like a periscope Right, right, right <laughs> Shooting the gun over top Everybody shoots till it's done And then when you don't hear shooting no more You run And that's how most shootouts go If you make it <laughs> Yeah How old
1: were you when this happened? Oh, uh, 12 What? 12 Breath. Yo, 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 yo. You know what time it is. Hot breath. <sighs> That's right, hot brethren and sistren. Welcome back to the Hot Verse. I am, of course, your host, Joel Byers, reporting live from the booth with my Aztec mud mask on and my whitening strips. Yeah, I'm married and grown. Thanks for asking. Big week this week. Holy cow, this interview is with one of my straight-up favorite comedians working today. I'm so happy to celebrate this week. I just actually installed a swing at my house, so now my wife and I are swingers. (laughs) So I thought I would celebrate with a swinging good time on this interview with a straight-up improv master. He's known... As the chronic comic. Oh, you bet you know what that means, hot brethren and sistren. It's a crazy interview that covers everything from gangbanging to meditating. So you're definitely in for a treat on this one. Thank you for tuning in. We out here. And I have to say here, thank you to everyone that came out to my anniversary show last week. I host a show every Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. And we were celebrating six years of being a show last Wednesday. And it was such a great turnout. I really wanted to make it a really good experience for everyone. We had a drone there. We had Logan Gunzenhauser straight up videotaping and taking photographs. I had comedy artwork make a poster for the event. It was all a positive experience. And I'm so glad you guys were a part of it. So... That's not a commercial break. That's just saying thank you before we dive into this interview. So I know your time is very valuable. The fact that you spend it with me here or at my shows really does mean a lot. So thank you so much for your support and all that you've done. And if this is your first time tuning in, yeah, this will be as fun as you think it is. You're going to hear Tyler like never before on here. And if you enjoy the episode, I highly, highly encourage you. To go back to our over 90 other interviews we have with comedians, club owners, DJs, photographers, social media influencers. Like, this whole podcast is about learning and laughing. And you're going to definitely do that today with our guest, the one, the only, Tyler Chronicles, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right, Tyler Chronicles. So let's get to the interview you're going to hear me on here in my interview mode. If you want to see me in comedy mode, check out my social media at Joel Byers Comedy or just my website really, joelbyerscomedy.com has a link to all my schedules, has a link to the podcast, has a link to my comedy class, has a link to my comedy book. Everything you need to know about me is on my website. So if you enjoy this, I would love to have you join me over there. But really, This is it. Let's dive in, as we always do here, by inhaling. Hey now, inhaling. This is the chronic comic, okay? So, whatever that means to you, get your mind right, and inhale a hot breath, with Tyler Chronicles. Ouchie.
0: So see all right so the thing with this is I got to keep this fan on because I lost the beads <laughs> and uh, to keep the light on. Right. You know what I'm saying like yeah. it's all connected. So if you want the light off, the fan has to go off.
1: Oh, we're good. The fan off, the light has to go off. We <laughs> <laughs> have to preface. All right, now this is how the lights work. This is how this is how this chair works. Yeah, this chair's gotten some use. This is squeaking. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I can I can tell, you know what?
0: Nobody really- You know what? Ronnie sits in that chair when he comes here. There's hardly any- I've never- uh, Yeah, I've only seen in that chair like a couple times. And then Nick was sitting there like every blue moon. But yeah, the only-, only <laughs> Yeah. The only I only guess would be Ronnie that's making that do that.
1: Oh, I <laughs> I it a lot of upward and downward motion. Nah, man. I'm Not a bad really? guy. Oh, you're a bad guy. I'm so fucking <laughs> traditional, Joel. You have no idea. <laughs> there's a lot of people don't know about you yeah that's, that's true too that's why we that's why we're interviewing you man indeed we do <laughs> indeed we do this what's up you? man dude we out here <laughs> we out here Got some room I, Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. we're good. Yeah, right, cool. I just want to get these away from you. So I don't want you to be distracted. Oh, yeah. Some people yeah. try to be peeking at their notes. Like, what's going yeah. on over there? What are you going to ask me, white man? <laughs> <laughs> I got that look driving here. They're like, what is the white man doing? <laughs> then I come in with two bags. Look like I'm holding bricks. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm the plug in this piece. Plug in this piece. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so happy to sit down with you because this was like i remember when i first started the podcast i was like dude i want to get you on there and then like two years later first
0: of all congratulations
1: on two years man how about that like just
0: the consistency of it all because i I know i know it's a beast so it is a
1: it is a beast i mean we're on episode 90 right now wow so like wow it's it's (laughs) been a lot Wow. We've both come a long way. Yeah, for sure. I will say that. The timing couldn't be better with what you got popping off,
0: dude. Oh, yes, Uh, definitely. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I wasn't shit the first time you asked me, so like.
1: (laughs) But to me, you were. (laughs)
0: <laughs> to me, you were you were one of my favorite
1: comedians from the
0: jump. Right? Uh, I appreciate it. But like, yeah, then you was going to have me, then you going to have like Coco Brown and fucking
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait and shit after me. They were like, who the hell is this Tyler guy in the middle of these legends? <laughs> and then they're still like, who is this Tyler guy? Is it right. Tyler Does, Tyler Chronicles, <laughs> is his name Troy? What's going on here? We're going to go with Chronicles for
0: branding purposes. It's all about the chronic. It's all that- about the chronic. Well, it's all about my Instagram where I need people to follow because that's why I oh, ain't get on while I'm now.
1: Motherfuckers, oh, because you're
0: followers, <laughs> yeah. Cause we know it wasn't the funny, it was the, not the funny because if that was the case, it was some people that shouldn't even got in the building at those <laughs> auditions. <You laughs> shit me, ting me. Has that happened before? Um,
1: like, you've, you've well, done a lot of auditions,
0: yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm sure you've been as well, where it's like, uh, you you may not be directly told this, but. Okay, so you'll try out for something or audition for something and don't get it. And that happens. Mm-hmm. But then you see the person that actually gets it. And you're like, oh, that's what they wanted. His guy yeah. has a couple million followers. He's not shit, but mm-hmm. she's not shit. But <laughs> I get it. Right, It's a numbers thing. It's always been a numbers thing. I have my MBA. one of the things that you're uh, probably talking about that people don't know about me. Yeah, man. And I already know that it's a numbers thing. So once I put that together, I was like, oh, okay. So now I'm just trying to get my
1: followers up. Get on the Instagram followers,
0: that's yeah. Like, Instagram, Facebook, like Facebook views, video wise, for uh-huh. every every comedian out there. That's that's probably uh, more uh, beneficial than Instagram views and videos. Okay, actually, I think people do better and get it more monetized. Like you got guys like Ryan Davis and, and Country Wayne who weren't you know on Instagram first. Like if you look at their Facebook views as compared to their Instagram views, it's no match. Yeah, like all their Facebook views are over a million, easy. You know, and uh, Instagram is a couple hundred thousand. So. That being said, you got to put, you know, stuff on Facebook, videos on Facebook. A lot of people look at it, tag it, um, and, um, you know, also just have your numbers up. Yeah,
1: because you've really, I mean, because we've been, I mean, I've seen you pretty much since the jump, like, I've seen you work in this and seen your followers grow, and I mean, you're in the 20s, Mm -hmm. which there's no small feat. (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't buy them. Yeah, you've yeah. been steadily building. So, like, what are what are some techniques you found to be most useful in doing that? The most useful technique
0: <laughs> i found to see where I get the most followers is, like, um, if, well, the main thing you're going to get is repost. And I've asked, like, mm. I've been on a lot of shows with, I guess, quote, unquote, Instagram comedians. And I ask them, like, what was the post that got you to you know, whatever, over the top, got your numbers up. And they usually, like, it's not a specific post, but it's, you. well, it is a specific post, but it takes a a certain person to repost it. Hmm. So, for instance, uh, this one guy said Rihanna posted one of his things, and it was over with from there. Like, he couldn't post nothing that got under 100,000 views after she reposted it. So, it's it's just like that. Um, For some people, some people, you just have to, uh, like, I just did a couple videos in a week that went kind of viral, and a, a bunch of different people were posting it, and that got my numbers from, like, a week ago, I know I was at seventeen thousand. So now I'm at twenty two. So like it went up a lot. Oh, you know okay. That's, I rarely get like a hundred followers a month, let alone right. five thousand in a couple of weeks. So that's another thing you got to. If you go viral, Um and then you know, like I said, uh, famous people kind of, kind of posting your stuff, and then also once you get it, just having something to post every day so that people still stay interested, come back, tag their friends. Show them like mm-hmm. that But yeah It's, it's kind of like An algorithm man it's,
1: it's weird It is weird Yeah <laughs> I've, I've had a couple Social media people On here Like one of the ladies uh, Alyssa Fagan runs ATL bucket list account Okay Which is She's built that To over a 100,000 In two years Yeesh Yeah But Whoa. hers is all like Blogs like pictures of food And stuff around Atlanta Things to do okay. Well, with us It's kind of no more of like just entertaining you and being to, like a tv yeah. channel yeah yeah definitely you got to entertain it can't it
0: got it can't be whack you right, know what i'm right. saying it's got to oh, all man that shit wasn't funny i'm not coming back like that yeah, could happen man. too well another thing i almost forgot that um when i do shows towards the end i usually make sure that people take their phones out and um you know take my information while okay. i'm on stage people tend to do that a lot uh-huh. so like especially at colleges you do it at a college. You wait till everybody takes their phone out. You say it. You, you mention it a couple of times. Make them say it. And I usually get like 60 or 70 people that oh, way.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll have to work on that. We'll I'll have to get booked at college first. <laughs> anywhere, I'm though. Gonna... Anywhere
0: you're at, though. Just yeah. like even 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 included in your set list. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to do X, Y, Z joke. Uh-huh. But before I get to Z, I need to mention my social media. You know what I mean? Because oh, you okay. like to end on a big joke or however you want to do it. Yeah. But just kind of write it into your into your set. You
1: actually make set
0: lists? Huh, nah. Okay. I know, I know you do though. <laughs> <laughs> this is for this is for everybody else's information. Like I just have to remember to say that shit before I get off stage. Okay. Because you know, I, um, I don't write set lists, but I, I usually know what joke I start with and end on. Okay. The middle part is just yeah, your a improv feel. is crazy. I appreciate that, man. where did that come that. from? Um That's from being uh, um, fortunate enough and blessed enough to. um host a lot in Atlanta at really shitty clubs. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's like not a place to, you've been to the the places I've (laughs) hosted. It's not a place to come with uh, jokes per se. Mm -hmm. It's more about what's happening in the moment, what people are doing, getting somebody to shut the hell up, like shutting up the dog that's in there, like stopping the pool game somehow, (laughs) getting the massage uh, session done. Like I've had everything. I've done, I've done, uh, hostings or comedy shows, whatever you want to call it, at a fucking um, at a pool party, like in oh, front of the pool. Let uh-huh. me tell you the age range of people that was there. There was a baby asleep on the ground next to a... Had to be 90-year-old man. So there was <laughs> life and death at the party that I'm doing. So <laughs> you, you go through different situations like that, then it makes your improv game a lot stronger. So I tell mm-hmm. a lot of young comedians that starting... If, 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 like, I, I was lucky enough to have people ask me to host for it, for it. Right. So I didn't really have to go out and find it. But if you do find a venue, uh, find a place that you like, if there's a place, a restaurant or somewhere you like to eat a lot and you show up a lot and you spend a lot of money there, hit them up and be like, hey, you know what? I do comedy. You know, I would like to run a comedy night here, blah, 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 for free. You know, try to bring some extra people in. Cause the whole thing is not about getting the money, it's about getting the practice. Ooh. Cause it's it's, mm. it's, it's, it's your hosting and shit. Like when I had cloud nine, I would do probably an hour's worth of things. I don't want really to call it material or whatever, but an hour's worth of things throughout that day. That's the equivalent of a week's worth of five minutes on, you know what I mean? Yep. On will join two or three different clubs a night, five minutes. So I say use the hosting
1: as your as your practice ground. So when you do these club shows, you're like, I'll just do it for free and then work in a budget, or like, how do you? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm
0: I'm saying that in terms of uh, trying to get your own venue. If you don't have anybody that's like, hey, I want you to host my comedy show, yeah, like like for instance, you and Java Monkey, right? You go, you probably did you go there a lot, or you just did somebody ask you to? to, I just
1: heard they did poetry, so I I see. Hit them up about that. Hit them
0: up about that. So that's that's it. There's a lot. You'd be surprised at how many places, um, cafes, uh, uh, uh. book spots, um, bars, whatever, are looking for a night, mm-hmm. you know, a poetry night, a live music night, a comedy night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything that's going to bring more business to them. So I'm saying that you're going to tell them, like, you know, I, you don't have to pay me to 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 perform here and get the artists here. I'm going to do an open mic here. You just got to help me promote. And, um, you know, we both could eat. If, it, if there's a large influx in your night in terms of sales and stuff, then we should – talk about something gotcha. of course so but i just you just want to get in the door uh, for your craft uh-huh this is for your craft and then the money comes later <laughs>
1: wisdom right there man come on man somebody yeah. got to do it <laughs> yeah but the people are like free
0: uh, but yeah, Free yeah and then the money yeah, will come it's all free man it's all free at first <laughs> believe you me it is all free at first so
1: you might as well be it free but like have it on your own terms and i guess you've been up and down And somebody, I'll, something I always ask on here We'll get out of the way early on Before we get to all your success Is I always ask people about Getting booed on stage mm. So what's the story of Like an epic failure you had Man I got the um, Now I'm
0: gonna say this And all the comedians Are going to say I lie But I rarely bomb Like it's in the very low single digits. I I can defend that
1: statement. (laughs) I've seen you multiple times and never
0: have seen you. Yes, but it's been like it's been like one time. I was really, really um, just I was just off my game. I think something happened that day, and I didn't get booed or nothing. But I just didn't get the response that I normally get. So I was considered at the bottom. But (laughs) I went to a college uh, about four years ago. Here we go. And I'm doing well. It's crazy. I'm doing well. Well, I kind of stumbled at the beginning. But then I pick, my, I pick myself back up, I'm doing well, and I get to a joke, and the end of the joke is people standing up, clapping, laughing, loud, like, oh, my God, clapping, laughing. I move on to my next joke. Now, it was a joke that basically said, long story short, that <laughs> Drake was gay. And the crowd did not like that shit. And they stood up all at once like they had a meeting before. If anyone says anything about Drake, we are going to. They just finished standing up and applauding me on my mama. And then they went and booed me. And I did all of this in front of the worst comedian in the world to do this in front of comedian K-Dub. Now, hmm. if you do not know K-Dub, he loves when you bomb. Yeah, he's been on here. <laughs> he's been. Oh, so y'all know K-Dub. Yeah, yeah. He loves when you bomb. So when you bomb and he goes after you, he tells the DJ to play some slow music because this is how you feel when you bomb. And he walks off the stage in slow motion to a slow song right in front of you and makes you fight him. And I drove him to the fucking college. <laughs> on top of all that. But that's why I love K-Dub because he always keeps it real with you and 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 gives you really, really good advice along with the shitty stuff he
1: said <laughs> And you got, you got to fail to succeed. No you got doubt about to, it, man. You got to, you got to, you got to. <laughs> it's part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. And the
0: success, That's you like d- with everything, though, like yeah, like people that are listening that have the nine to five, you know, you're gonna show up to work and fuck up a lot. You're gonna knock coffee on something. You're gonna reply all when you didn't mean to
1: reply all. You're right. gonna fuck up. So yeah. it, it happens. Well, you mentioned you had an MBA earlier. Yeah. So, Masters in Business Administration. There you go, Joe. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> From Averett, right? Yeah, Averett University. University. Yes, sir. In, in Virginia, man. Yeah, I went to Maryville College. Yeah, we, uh, we went toe to toe. Yeah. sometimes. I don't know. Maybe way back then. I don't know if. We yeah, were I was. Riding. I was. Um,
0: I was coaching. You know, I was. I was going to school there, but I was also a, an assist, a graduate assistant coach for the basketball uh-huh. team. We played against Maryville my first year there, uh-huh. and they like okay to explain the team that I came to. A- Averett. The year before myself and the coach got there, they were in the Washington Post because they had the longest losing streak <laughs> in the history of college basketball. My dude, they had lost for three years straight. I don't even remember the number of games, but it, like, it's, like it's probably 20-something games per college season. Uh-huh. So they lost 60-something games in a row by the time we got there. Our first year we got there, we won 14 games, and we got in the Washington Post again for winning that many games after losing 60 in a row. So um, – But we were obviously a shitty team (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? Like I I played basketball on a a high level and then the coach coached at a high level and played at a high level. So we knew what it looked like. Mm -hmm. So we saw that we were winning games, but we knew we weren't shit. So we went to play Maryville. And they knew what it looked like. <laughs> Maryville was no joke, and we played them. We said, number one, that's what a real team looks like. Number two, we're never playing them again. We are never, we are never, because we went to Maryville and they had like a real live raucous ass uh, uh, student section. Yeah, the like, students. Go oh, in. it yeah. was awesome. It was so. Aw- it was awesome for me as a coach, but for our players, they were shitting bricks. It was not awesome for them because you know it's Division three basketball. Like right. most of the places we go to, it's like. The ticket lady and fucking right. the cheerleaders and three people that like have friends on the team.
1: Yeah, that's and, what the football team. That's what the football games are like. Football games in America. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah the basketball. <laughs> but the football players
0: used to be at the basketball right, games dressed right, up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How far did you get in basketball? You said you played at a high level. Oh, um, that I, well, that that ended with a um. I had an invite to try out in France, mm-hmm. and I didn't take it. At my my um, I went to school for five years. I I, uh, I redshirted a year. And then played four years. And my last year, I re- like, I don't know, I still don't know to this day what I did to my knee, but I could barely bend my knee for like the last two, like, I wouldn't say two months, like the last month of practice. Oh. Yeah. So like I spent once once our season was over with, we lost in the second round of the tournament. Once the season was over with, like, I didn't even want to play basketball anymore. Like my mm-hmm. body was just beat up. I broke my leg when I was 15. And I had uh, two screws in it. So playing I had, broke my knee. Yeah, playing basketball.
1: Ooh, broke your knee. Broke
0: my knee playing Ooh. basketball. I broke my, my left. I broke my left leg in the second grade playing basketball. I broke my knee um, in the tenth, no ninth grade playing basketball. Um, I've had three concussions playing basketball. Um, I've lost a piece of my finger playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me see. Are you, on the tip there? Yeah, you oh, see.
1: that's crazy. You might bite it off.
0: <laughs> it got caught like in... Like in the net rim area, oh, you know what I'm saying? And just like kind of ripped off. And it, I mean, it grew back a little bit, but like it used, used to be able to see through this part. Like it was real light, but wow. I got some meat in there now. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done all that shit to my body playing basketball, man. Yeah, and, uh, Some more stuff I even forgot. But um, it, it just got to the point where I was like, do I want to go like fly over here, try out with these grown ass, strong ass, hairy ass French dudes? Right. I said, nah, and and then, I didn't, uh, I mean, it, but I got to stay around basketball and coaching and stuff, so that was cool. So that's when you decided on grad school? Um, grad school decided on me. I actually took a year and coached at a, a junior college that was close to my school, and then the- uh, And
1: where was that school at?
0: That school, Spartanburg. Okay. Yeah, South yeah Spartanburg, South Carolina. Okay. Sorry. And um, the, the coach that was there went to Virginia and Averett, okay. and needed an assistant, and that's how it kind of rolled from there. Oh man. Yep. Free education. Oh, you got free education. That's why for I was coaches. there. Yeah, graduate assistant. Awesome, yeah, dude. yeah. Cause I had to choose. Like I didn't think I'd get an MBA because shit. Like I was pretty good at math, but like accounting and finance classes, I, 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 had, I hadn't had that much and the stuff that I did, I wasn't that I wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um I was decent at accounting. But um so but my only two choices at the school at the time were uh getting your MBA or um your teacher. Um, secondary education, and but to do that, you had to put in a certain amount of hours at a high school teaching. I was like, "Fuck no, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go for this NBA," and and if I lose, I lose. But I actually, you know, come loudy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I had a snap three point nine. I had a lot Balloon.
1: of help. <laughs> Let me tell you that I definitely
0: <laughs> had a lot of help. But um, yeah, I, I did that shit.
1: Man, I was going to ask that question, that story from Inglewood to an NBA. You don't, you don't really hear that. Nah, often. you don't, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it was weird though. Like, um, I have a, fr- I have a friend that, well, is actually considered my God brother You knowing him since third grade. And he just got his doctorate degree. Um, mm-hmm. and he's from Compton. Um, I have another friend, um, that's from South central LA as well. That just, um, shoot. He just finished playing for the pirates and now he's, you know, he's coaching. So it's weird that my circle of friends, like another one, is part of the uh, uh, the part of the board at uh, Snoop Dogg's U Football League. Oh, cool! And he was like the bigger, he was like an actual gangbanger. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this is the thing in L.A. You're, yeah, break it down. <laughs> this is the thing in L.A. Okay, you don't have to be a gangbanger to be affiliated. This is what happens: you grow up, and once you get to a certain age, you can't get new friends because everybody's like fucking mean and angry and gangbanging. So whoever you know in elementary school is pretty much going to be your friends forever. Wow. So whatever they do, you're probably going to end up doing. Like, so I had four friends in elementary school. One of them became a gangbanger. The rest of them didn't. So mm-hmm. it was kind. of We were still cool. Like if I think if three of them probably did, then they, I would have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like that. But we kind of was like Tony was the gangbanger. He was like, well, Tone is cool. He could really play football and basketball, and he's cool with us. But like we can't hang with him when he leaves us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're away from him because that shit is <laughs> that shit is crazy. Yeah. But people know you know Tone, and he's in the game now. You're in the game. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Just because you know him, I'm learning. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm I'm talking to you every day. You're my guy, right, Joe. Right. You're my guy. about every day, every day, I gang bang. People see us talk every day. They don't. They're not gonna ask you if you gangbang. They're going to be like, he gangbangs because he's talking to him every day. Not knowing that I've been knowing this person since we were seven years old. Uh-huh. Not knowing that. But the fact that I talk to him every day and be are seeing him now, I may get in a fight, get shot at or some reason just for that. So that's what's called affiliated. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't gangbang, but if you will be part of gang
1: shit all the time. And when you say gangbang, what specifically? Gangbang,
0: oh, you actually became a gangbanger. You got beat in or you, you, did, you robbed in or... God forbid you have to kill in, which I'm saying is all these things. You have to do something to be a part of the actual gang uh-huh. and learn the dumbass secrets and shit like that. Uh-huh. So you have those people. Those are actually gang bangers. They actually are doing it. Then you have people like myself who end up being affiliated. And mm-hmm. you know, I was like, a, like a affiliated with the Bloods, quote, unquote, because... I'm around the Bloods. What was the craziest thing
1: you saw out there? Whoo, shit! Statute of limitations does not apply. Yeah, uh, right. No, no, no. Yeah,
0: I've never done anything, <laughs> oh, okay, so cool. so it's all good. I, and I don't. And I haven't. Let me try to think of any of my friends. Yeah, but I won't talk about that. Um. <laughs> so I used okay. So boom, I used to live in the uh, in the jungles. Now the jungles is a place I lived there for like three years. Now jungles is a place. Um, you watch training day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the place where Alonzo lived, where you go in there and all the, the people standing on the roof with the rifles and all yeah. that. I lived there for three years. I oh lived my. in the back on Ursula Street. Now, in the back, there's a park, a Jim Gilliam Park, and it has a gym. Nice. Ass, it's actually crazy because it's nice ass gym, nice ass baseball field, uh, outdoor basketball court, then like a parking lot, and then like just trees and benches, you know, like a, a really nice park. But that's where the Game met. That's where the Bloods met. You know what I'm saying? That was their, their area. So I'm looking out the window one day. Um, I heard somebody got stabbed earlier. I'm looking out the window. They got all these game makers lined up, right? So the cops are, like, searching them. I'm I am, I'm behind them. They're in the line. I'm I'm behind them in terms of looking out my window. The cops are searching them from their front, uh-huh. so they can't see behind them. I see them passing this knife down <laughs> oh, the line behind their back, and when it gets to the last dude, he takes off. <laughs> Listen, Joe... Now, I know you know about police brutality and we see this shit on on the news and everything. But I'm talking, as soon as this dude took off running, the cops start, they didn't even run. They just started shooting. Uh-huh. They didn't even run after this man. They just started shooting. They didn't, I don't think they hit him because I I kept seeing him run. If they did, if they did hit him, he just kept running with it. But man, that was the wildest shit ever. And that was like one of the first things that let me know, like, whoa, cops are wild. Cops are wild <laughs> out here. They didn't even run after him. I'm like, what the fuck? like it's the like, jungle man. They didn't even take two steps. Yeah, I guess so, I man. Guess. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably one of the craziest things I've seen growing up in LA.
1: Have you been shot at before?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't me once again it's an affiliation right. situation. Um just standing standing um I'm trying to think we were we were in Baldwin Hills which is uh, uh, much nicer now. But um just standing talking with my friend and he's looking past me. You know what I'm saying? So so we're facing each uh-huh. other and you're talking to me but I'm looking, I'm doing this. You know, I know people can't hear, people don't know what I'm saying about this. But you feel me when somebody's talking to you and you feel like they're not paying attention. They're looking through you. So I'm talking and talking. And the next thing you know, he just grabs me and starts running. Boom, takes off. So in a black community, if you or somebody else runs, I don't give a shit what they say or done. You just have to run with them. So I start running with them. And I think I hear a pop. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm running, I'm scared. I pop and he, and he turns, and we both get behind the car. And we both get behind the car here, God. Dad, that was bullets going by my head, Joel. Oh, my. By my head, Joel. So I'm in a gunfight with no gun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my homeboy to be named at some other point, it, he has a gun. So he's shooting back. Now, <laughs> people want to make you think, like, the movies, you know, with a shootout where people are, like, walking to each other, and they got the gun out and all tough. Nah, hell nah. All shootouts go like this. Everybody's screaming. <laughs> Somebody's crying. <laughs> you sweating so much. And everybody's shooting over top. If you watching the video, I got my hand over top of the hood. Like, you got your head down like a periscope. Right, right, right. Just <laughs> shooting the gun over top. Everybody shoots till it's done. And then when you don't hear shooting no more, you run. And that's how most shootouts go if you make it. <laughs> yeah.
1: How old were you when this
0: happened? Oh, twelve. Twelve? Ain't that crazy? What? 12. 12. Sometimes. So I played AAU basketball, Um, and I was pretty decent. So I played up. So I played 15 and under basketball when I was 12. So a lot of my friends were 15, 16 years old. Uh-huh. So that's how that happened. I shouldn't be in any shit like that. But to be honest- when it comes to gangbanging in LA, age really really don't matter because, you know, recruitment starts early. I sound like the Army and shit, but recruitment starts early. You know what I'm saying? Just right. as early as kids get recruited to play basketball, kids get recruited to be in these gangs. And then a lot of kids at that age, shit, 10, 11, 12, don't have a family or their family gangbangs anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something you get pushed into. So, so that's not is, too young. This
1: is like the early '90s. Yeah. Yeah. So This mm-hmm. is like around the Rodney King. Rodney King. The so riots. you were around when all that
0: went down? Hell yeah. Oh Hell yeah. my god, the riots. I'm old, Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm old. So no, I mean, it's just amazing you had a firsthand account of that.
0: Yeah. I'm. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, actually, I was um, just talking talking to my mom. We were they they let us out of school. Um, after the verdict came out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I got out of school. I can't remember if it was early or we didn't go. Or whatever. But I'm sitting at home. I have an older brother. I don't know if you met my brother, but I have an older brother. He's like nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's out in the streets. Now, uh, I think the riots, if I'm not mistaken, the riots happened on uh, April 9th. And my birthday is April 12th. So I'm sitting in the house for the next couple of days because we can't go to school. The riots happened and fires and stuff. I hadn't seen my brother for like two days. But he's <laughs> he's he's grown. Like, he's like probably 19. So he's older. Um, so I hadn't seen him. Mad. He came back two days later with I don't know if you remember the Reebok Blacktop shoes with like fourteen boxes of my size of Reebok Blacktop shoes for my fucking birthday, and I love him to this day for that. To this day, I had oh man, I was killing him at school. Well, everybody was killing him at school after the riot. Everybody though. looted. Oh, everybody was yeah. fresh as hell. We didn't like, but if you had an older brother or cousin or something like that, it got down. Like my mom wasn't would let me go out there and that shit. It was it was scary though, like. Cause from my house you could like see the fire and see the smoke and all that shit. Cause it was it was literally on fire. Like the city was like on fire. There were hundreds and hundreds of buildings just burning down. Uh-huh. Like there's people on their roof with like water hoses and stuff trying to you know make sure they keep it wet. Cause you know it's dry air in LA a little bit. And if it gets wind, the embers get to blowing and they could fucking catch your house on fire. So it was it was a scary time. Sounds like your mom held it down though. My mom held everything down, bro. Still does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom still hills everything down, but yeah, it's like um, you know, she she was born in New York, um, in Jamaica Queens, and um, ended up moving to L.A. You know, kind of on her own, working. She didn't really have you know too much too many friends, and then my grandmother was was there in L.A., but she you know obviously she was older, and we would stay with her. But I mean, she worked all the time, worked about two or three jobs, but always really really kept me out of trouble. Mm. Kept me out of trouble and all that, and made sure that like if I had a friend that wasn't shit, she wouldn't let me hang with him. Mm-hmm. Only one, <laughs> only <laughs> one. But she knew her. But he was like on the fence, like good kid, but just in a bad area. And his older brothers that did the shit too. Uh-huh. So it's just it's hard to bl- it's hard to blame some kids when you see like it's, you look at game banging and how stupid it is. But it's hard to blame kids when you know like how it starts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like how you get. How you can become a professional basketball player. Somebody put a basketball in your hand when you're five and you're fucking dribbling all the time, shooting all the time. And if somebody put a gun in your hand when you're five and you're thinking about that and you see what they do, you can just go that way and not know the rest of the world. So
1: it's, it's tricky, man. It's How did tricky. you... Was it her that just kept you away from that life? Because it was so yeah, accessible. Yeah, but I didn't want to do it either. Though. You instinctually weren't into yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't, okay. that dying shit. like
0: and, Okay. And... and, and Robbing people and giving like robbing people and giving money to the people that sent you to rob them. Like, okay, so, but if I go to jail, who's going to go? Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If I get caught, who's going to jail? Me, yeah. right. All right, cool. So, yeah, that shit was never cool to me. There's a bunch of, like, my like I said, my friends by and large wasn't cool with it. Even cool. my friend that was a part of it was kind of forced in it. He didn't want to do that shit. He'd rather hang out with us
1: and play football and basketball, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, was it basketball that took you out of? the california
0: oh no 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 uh my mom
1: oh your mom <laughs> my mom had a
0: chance to uh yeah her job got a transfer um when i was in high school her her job um was per i shouldn't say transfer her job was purchased by another company she was in insurance still is and got purchased by another company that had a branch in south carolina <sighs> ended up moving mm. to south carolina played high school basketball there ended up playing college basketball yeah. there and so
1: on so that's how I got to South Carolina. You didn't join a gang, but you joined a fraternity. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, went to college, joined Omega sci Phi, two thousand and three, uh, and so you know what? Actually, that helped me the, the initially in my uh, comedy career because either people that I knew that was in my fraternity or my fraternity itself as an organization would have me host stuff. Or, or oh, do cool. comedy shows like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we know a cue that does comedy, and it kind of went by word of mouth. So those are like my truly my first bookings. You know, what I'm saying like I, I did a show with uh you know Big Kenny, um, uh, Steve Brown. I'm not sure if you know about Howie Bell, but I, everybody that looks at that right. looks at this show knows comedians. So Howie yeah. Bell, Mike Britt, um, Joe Tory. We all were like on a tour, quote unquote, called a cue was a comedy tour, and that was like one of the first places, first things I've done that got me paid as a comedian. Did you so get the brand too? did you get,
1: did you get oh yeah, the I got brand?
0: like six of them that was a wild six guy. brands, yeah, I got two on my chest, one on my shoulder, what? one on my stomach, and uh, two on the back of my arm D- six <laughs> what is that like dude? uh, so this is the thing it it burns you obviously initially, but I swear in two seconds you don't feel anything it's it's all numb, oh okay. but while it heals for that month it hurts like shit uh-huh. <laughs> it hurts really bad <laughs> it's pussy and nasty and it hurts really bad Ooh. for like a month yeah
1: and six of them how you said you were a wild guy like what it what is that I used that to mean? drink
0: in college okay oh Little you don't bit. drink anymore no i haven't I haven't had like a real drink so i got a rule now uh-huh. if i'm drinking i got to be out the country like celebration type stuff okay. like last time i drank i was in jamaica for my birthday okay in april but um but yeah i i, I um I wasn't an alcoholic or nothing, but I would drink on the weekends, and I would like drink too much, and stuff mm-hmm. like that would happen. Like the one on my stomach, I don't even remember asking for it.
1: Oh man,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember asking for it. And you can't get that, that removed. Shit hurt. Oh no, no, not- no, I wouldn't even want to because it hurts so bad getting it on. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I just put I just pull my drawers up over it if I don't like it.
1: Yeah, the uh, Greek life also took us uh, to Japan. I somehow hey. got on that tour. I don't know, as the white guy, I guess. I was on the Greek comedy tour up in Japan. <laughs> the Greek comedy tour in Japan. <laughs> it me. was like, all right, we're going to change the branding or we're we just going to bring Joe? <laughs> Fuck it, we're going to keep both. Keep both. <laughs> what was cool about working with you out there is we actually talked about you having this this vision board yeah and okay, yeah I, I,
0: forgot I told you about, that.
1: yeah, and i would I would love to dive into that more because goal setting and mm-hmm. actually having a goal and then setting a game plan towards that goal right is something I've just been implementing the past couple mm-hmm. weeks, and I can already see like the micro effects of it, but I can only imagine like the macro long term yeah. of how it pays off. Yeah. So like could you kind of describe your whole vision so, board and process? I try to make this
0: long story as medium as I can. If you read Think and Grow Rich, there's something in there about um, putting things in your subconscious mind that, you know, kinda of come to fruition if you just it's as simple as saying it mm. out loud and kind of like in a mantra type of way. Obviously you gotta put the work in for everything you do. So nothing's that simple. But just saying it every day and then things will come to fruition. So um i that made me start to write that i guess uh it wouldn't be a vision board per se i just wrote a list of things i wanted to get accomplished i guess this year i guess it's a vision board whatever um <laughs> vision board sounds so feminine to me i don't know why i just no man it's see great somebody with their laying on their stomach with their feet up <laughs> with a vision board <laughs> <in these edges.
1: laughs> like an edge sketch or <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't
0: know why. all right so yeah write my fucking vision board yeah <laughs> and i just i just uh Broke it down into a couple of st- sections in terms of just my life, some things I want to get accomplished as a lifestyle in my career, some things I want to get accomplished in my career, and then some things um, I want to get accomplished just overall. Mm-hmm. And I put that on a list. I got a room that, uh, that I'm never in, so I put that in there. And I put the board there, and I just started reading that stuff. And then I started adding that to meditating. So I would meditate um, as well. I would just start saying, like breathe in and say like a positive word, and I could see that word being... I would breathe out and see that word coming out. Okay, like The actual word coming out. So like out. an example of a word would be? Um, um, humility. Okay. And then you breathe out and you can see that word. And then you breathe in again. Then then I would do some more stuff. And then I would envision my, my future self. Like I would be quiet and kind of just try to see my future self doing different things in my head. And then I
1: would end my meditation with that. So that's what I was trying to tell you about. Yeah, but that's a, that's a tough practice to yeah. develop. Because I've tried a couple times mm-hmm. to be like, okay. I'm meditating now. I'm just going to wake up and do five minutes every morning. Yeah. And then like five days later, you're yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's
0: tough. I've, I actually set my uh, set my alarm to to uh-huh. do it. You okay. know what I'm saying? To remind me to go and do it. But I started off meditating with um, just nothing in mind because I read that that was cool too. Because like, people say, I can't meditate because my mind wanders. Some people say that's cool to do okay you know what i mean just let your mind wander sometimes but just stay stay in a state of meditation um but i tried to get mine a little more structured so that's why i started doing the words with the breathing and then that kind of kept me on a pace to where before i would know it i w- i really felt like i was meditating and i was being myself in the future and doing
1: stuff you can actually see it
0: i was in it yeah it. i could see myself wow. on the stage or like in front of people i saw myself i saw how cameras our position for whatever type of set I was on I would see like the clothes. I, w- I wouldn't even see it I would be in it you know what I mean it was like it's like watching a movie through the the pov you know what I mean uh-huh. yeah so i got to the I, i'm to that point in the meditation
1: how long did that take you uh,
0: i've been meditating now pretty much since uh September of 2016 So September last year So under a year yeah, You've been able to
1: dial it in mm-hmm. But it started off with just you sitting there for what like five yeah, minutes Yeah I googled I googled meditation Yeah, And one of the things
0: it said you can focus on the flame But I wanted to do it with my eyes closed mm-hmm. So they said that's when the wandering part came about But it, I just felt like I wasn't getting nothing from the let my mind wander part So I just went on my own with the Think and Grow Rich Because I was reading it at that time And you
1: know kind of put those things together so each session you have a specific word or you change up the words? Yeah, no, no, so no I, I don't, I don't. Um, so oh, you don't even I do read that my either. list first. Okay. Some of the words
0: are in my list. So I might start with those, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have any specific word. I just think of them, just think of positive words to say, you know what I'm saying? Until I get up to about 20 or 30 of them. Then I cut it off, get silent and start seeing myself doing stuff.
1: And have you since seen like it come to fruition? Yeah,
0: Like I've checked off probably three things on there, which is, pretty good because i that's put some great. really lofty shit on the board <laughs> yeah, you're like i have no idea how i'm gonna
1: get there but i'm gonna get there I'm
0: gonna get there like if i don't think i'm gonna do it i damn sure ain't boom yeah, yeah. so like
1: what are a couple things
0: uh like half a million dollars well th- that i checked off or what is the lofty thing
1: let's go for the lofty all thing. right let's so we'll of things, like
0: to make half a million dollars this year okay you know what i'm saying that's, that's one great. Of the one of the lofty things i had on this thing september to get boss up um, on we tv
1: specifically we tv yeah
0: you went that specific mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to get specific, right? Yeah, but I mean, they were talking to us at the time, it was up in the air, so I, that's why I had them in mind. But I actually wrote that box okay. on We TV, okay? Um, so check that off. Uh, uh, we're trying to think, um, a tour. I'm on a tour now. I put that up there to get myself on a comedy tour. I'm on a tour now. Shout out to uh, Ronnie Jordan and Boom. Then Darren Brand, big baby, and also the Greek comedy tour. Yeah, um, got a lot of dates for that, so that was another thing I checked off. Um. Uh, yeah, I think I got a couple more things
1: I can't think right now, though. But you can just—I'm gonna have to try that. I guess the envisioning. I just—I guess it's just persevering through, and that's what sports teaches you as well—is just like persevering through the pain or overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and just pressing on, and eventually yeah. it'll
0: pay off. I mean, especially with what we do, it's—it's it's such a rocky road. Sometimes you, it, you just kind of need something to help you move along like you got people that kind of keep you encouraged and you have shows that you do really well at that make you encouraged but you know in a daytime when there's no people around and there's no shows to do there's something that you may need to help keep pushing you Mm -hmm.
1: along
0: yeah so I say at least start with the board if you don't do the meditation at least Start with your board, and some stuff you want to get accomplished by next year.
1: It's just like a poster board.
0: Uh, would you say eight by eleven. It's just yeah, like, like a, a piece, piece of paper. paper. Mm, I and got you just taped wrote up. like yeah, life,
1: cause... and then listed things for life. Comedy listed things for yeah. comedy. I bring, I could bring it down in a minute, but I didn't want to break the. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just curious about that, and as I've gotten more specific with like goals and how to achieve them, and I like hearing people's different approach to it. Okay, and yeah. actually hearing those approaches actually pay off is another yeah. thing that's very encouraging. Yes, yes. yeah. Because <laughs> you start to learn, you're like, you know, starting to want to, you want to emulate people that are mm. where you want to be. Right. Like, you know, not right. where you've been. True, or like true. Somebody yeah. who can talk, but then they're not doing mm-hmm. is something you learn. I,
0: and I try to manage the expectation. Like I said, like I was saying, I set Luke, uh, a super lofty things so that it, it really gives, and I put a short date on, short short uh, time period on it, but okay. it really gives me... um I really know in in my heart of hearts that like all right that's gonna be really hard too, but I'm just gonna still keep talking about it and keep mm-hmm. going for it, and then one day that shit's gonna be like wow. Every Next day week. you just envision it. Mm-hmm. Every day, every, well, it's every day that I can. There's a lot of times I'm on the road. I might just get a quick one in or something like that because I don't take my list with me. But, um, but you know just what? Something. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Yeah. Think about it. and
1: Take it with. Oh, that's a good. See, yeah. we're having there break. There we go. We're having Come, break, on, hot <laughs> Come on, hot breath. Come on, hot breath. And I guess you also take care of yourself as yes. well. Are you big on diet and exercise? Huge on diet and exercise. I um,
0: it was a point in my life where I really wasn't, but I've always <laughs> had uh, decent genes, and and you know I played college sports, so I didn't really have to work out to stay looking good. But it was, I would, I didn't feel I was healthy. So um, shoot, kind of recently as as last year, I really started just kind of getting back in the gym, working out. I don't eat um, red meat or pork or. Um, Trying to cut chicken back, but that's hard. But I really just trying to be like a low key pescatarian. You oh, know, eat fish. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've been trying that. And, you know, taking care of my body, going to the doctor.
1: And <laughs> 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 that's one thing men don't do. We don't go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, we do not. We do not. So <clears throat> you've been you've been doing the red meat since I've known you. As mm-hmm. far as like not doing that.
0: Yeah, I started that when I was getting my MBA. Uh, I tried to be a vegetarian for a week. Um, and that moved me along to like saying okay i'm not going to eat red meat anymore cuz the smell of it being burned i just didn't even like it anymore and i never ate pork cuz pork made me sick mm. you know so my thing now is turkey chicken and fish I'm trying to drop the chicken though what's wrong with the chicken like- uh it's prepared in the same manner and it's kind of dirty
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's kind of dirty and it's just, it's not uh a lot it's a lot of meat that isn't really just like i guess good for your 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 digestive tract and your colon overall. Oh, okay. Like it. But that's why I try to counteract it with getting a shake every day, um, having some kale. I, this is why I put my shakes. There's a lot of because I post my shakes. Yeah, and yeah, people, yeah. Excuse me, people ask a lot what I put in them. Here we go, people that ask a lot. <laughs> got, got um, I put a banana, uh, kale, leaves. Um, you got to get frozen fruit of your choice, um, honey, cinnamon. Um, chia seeds if you really want to wash just clean yourself out yeah. Um, alkaline water and 100% juice bam and you know what I'm saying it's not gonna not like a laxative or nothing but you know that when you do, you do use a restroom it's like if you really feel like it's getting you cleaned out you know yeah. what I mean and that's the thing you don't want to have like old food sitting in your colon that's what causes a lot of cancers especially stomach mm. cancer and stuff like that and sickness you drink that every day? Try to yeah, like for breakfast.
1: For breakfast, while I go to work out. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then you don't. uh, I guess after you work out. Well, really, like what's your like workout? Are you every day? Like what's the routine Uh, of that? You
0: know what? With with my schedule, every day that I'm home and don't have anything to do, I'll work out. Uh So I don't really have like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but just when I when I'm free, I'm gonna go work out. Just gotta make myself do it. You more of like push ups at home, or you like go to a gym and uh, oh, no, nah, yeah, I got a gym. Okay, on, on my exit, I was push ups and I got the perfect push ups and uh, yeah. I do
1: that sometimes when I don't have time to hit the gym. Mm-hmm. Time, so, all right, I'm just wondering, you know, nah, it all helps, it, uh, it all helps because I've noticed when I started making an effort, not only like with diet, but also with starting to exercise on a mm-hmm. regular basis, I started to notice how much that affected. Not only my mental clarity, but also like clarity on stage and my overall performance yep. has improved tremendously. Yeah. So you can see that difference too. I, yeah. I was, I even forgot to mention the main reason I started really
0: working back out. It was a time I would go on stage and you know I like to move around a lot. Yeah. And I, had, I was at a college and I, I don't know, maybe it was the adrenaline or something, but one, like less than a minute into my set, my heart was beating so fast. I literally had to stop myself and tell the crowd. I think I'm gonna die, y'all. <laughs> and they laughed like you did. Right. But I was like 98% serious. Like I was like, man, but thank God, like it it, you know, I leveled out and 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 did the show. But after that, I was like, man, what the hell? And then it happened again, like the next show, the same mm. thing. I handled it well. I mean, I handled it a lot better just because it just happened, but I was like, Oh, I don't like this. So that really, really got me back in the gym like that okay yeah for sure i forgot about that (laughs) i was in i was at a prairie view a&m at a college in texas so if y'all enjoyed that show at prairie view a lot of them ended up following me but i almost died for (laughs) y'all
1: but with all that you still got to keep your your vegetables intake i guess you always the chronic comic as you call yourself (laughs) yeah man um
0: yeah i've always been a smoker uh, since teenage years, I've, I've had time when I was off. I played college basketball. I didn't smoke then.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, then it's just it's. Um, how
1: early teens are we saying? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen. I was rolling at thirteen. My brother taught me how to roll <laughs> at thirteen because he was lazy and wanted somebody to roll for him, and I, and I wanted to hang out with him all the time. So that was the trade off. Uh-huh. So I learned how to roll with him um, and started smoking kind of fifteen. That went on all through, kind of through high school, but not like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe like once a month or a weekend, because you couldn't really find. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Like I didn't now. have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not like money. now. Like kids in high school now are fucking smoking every day and buying ounces of weed and shit. Like I, it was it was a lucky day to smoke weed when I was in high school. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, like, my homeboy that I keep mentioning, uh-huh. <laughs> he might have So <laughs> I cannot let him hear this shit. <laughs> you haven't dropped any names. Your nah, you're right, but he's going to know. Well, yeah, so, um, yeah, we're just moving along. Like, through college, you know, when the season would come, you know, it was a lot of different people that smoked, so we would have more. And then, you know, once I got out of college, when I was in graduate school, I didn't. So that was, like,
1: two years. I didn't, and that has been the longest streak since I started. Uh huh. So, yeah, is this no joke? Ooh. Especially now, mm-hmm. like I mean, you, we've been on the road together. Yeah, and we had one mistake with me. <laughs> And you would not even, and I, I can't even, like, I can't get high anymore. Like, if I get high, the whole month is over. You should not. And I, that one time we were riding back from doing a college together, and you haven't allowed, like, oh, since then. we i never be a, smoking
0: with you again. Go we'd ahead and tell the
1: story. We'd, I remember after that, though, we'd be at, like, your show... They like cloud nine and people would be outside smoking and they'd offer Mm -hmm. me and you'd be like, no, no, (laughs) no, don't feed the baby. Don't feed the baby. I am your guardian angel, man.
0: God, that was the weirdest ride home I've ever experienced (laughs) in my life. I said, oh, no, Joe, we can't get high together ever again. You ruining my shit.
1: I don't even remember what happened,
0: man, you fucking cracked the window, <laughs> we were driving it looked like you you didn't do nothing too weird, but you just weren't being yourself, uh-huh, so you cracked the window and like put your face on the window and put your your mouth open like you were trying to get air, but you could' have just rolled the window all the way down, you know what I'm saying, and then and then I would be talking to you about something, and then you would respond to some shit that I never said. you know what I mean I was <laughs> oh, like, i would be like, oh. Yeah, man, we probably get it. that was good, you know, we probably get some more colleges, you know what I'm saying, booked in, and I'm gonna bring you down as you know, we're gonna keep on going. You know, like, <laughs> you would say something crazy, like, yeah, you know, I tie my shoes in a double knot. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't wanna fall. Oh shit. <laughs> so I just turn the Another radio one. up, man, yep. and just let you, then you just you just stared. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You I didn't re- fall asleep. You didn't do nothing but stare. But I, I re- bet you slept good that night, though.
1: Oh, no doubt. Dude. And probably for the next month. Like, <laughs> it just takes all momentum. And like, I'm all about productivity now. And like, mm-hmm. I remember rambling about the billboards at one point, and how yeah. they're just pop up ads. And, Isn't that just as dangerous as texting and driving <laughs>
0: or something like that? Ah, yeah, Weird. They're like pop up ads, yeah. motherfucker
1: or not. <laughs> you don't have to look way the fuck up there. <laughs> But I'm I'm all about yeah productivity now and being organized yeah. and I could tell even just doing it like one time mm-hmm. I can see the effects for like a month yeah as far as even if it's something little like oh I left my shoes here instead of putting them away this time yeah. even little things like that that start to add up to big things right. just being disciplined and organized it right. just I had to just it's yeah you know. it's 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 like it's like a uh, uh, food. You know what I'm saying? Especially mm. with some people
0: because I have friends like you that would, sm- would smoke with me but they didn't anymore or got to a certain age and it made them feel
1: different. Yeah, it's just not fun. Yeah, yeah. like like
0: certain, like, you know, sometimes some people get to a certain age, you can't drink milk anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think it's kind of the same thing with
1: weed. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I made it through. The <laughs> I pressed on. I made it through the transition. <laughs> Me, Snoop
1: Dogg. <laughs> we all made it. <laughs> were you in Snoop Dogg's video? No. Was that's that you? Los. That was Carlos. Carlos was in that Carlos video. Carlos Miller, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Shout out to Los. I, I thought you were
1: that. the little kid in the- Oh,
0: you're talking about- Oh, I thought you talked about or, this recently. Oh no.
1: Yeah, I used, tell, I used to tell. I used to tell. that true? Or is
0: that, is no, really that, that wasn't true. That was a lie. I oh, used to I tell people that, you, that I, I know. I wouldn't. Even, I was too old. <laughs> <laughs> if people ever did the math, but that used to be one of the jokes I would say, like at different places. Like I was a little boy on a, nothing but a G ten <laughs> video that was at the park <laughs> doing like uh-huh. up and down when the car was bouncing up and down. You guys remember that kid? <laughs> but I had a birthday party at that park, Griffith Park. So if that counts. Well, it's uh- <laughs> <laughs> the only birthday party I've ever had. That was like three days before that shootout I was talking about. <laughs> God, <man. laughs> Yo, I need to write this stuff down, man.
1: It's gonna be, it'll be this good is going straight. into history. This will be on the internet forever, my Yo, man. Oh yeah, I ain't gotta write it down. I just gotta watch again. Yeah, you went from being shot at twelve to now you're on TV to on TV. So congratulations, thanks JB. I, I appreciate it, man. It's really a big do. move, and it's well deserved. Thank
0: you, thank for you, sure, thank you, man. And I, and I'm and I'm fortunate and blessed to be on the show as myself. Like I don't have mm-hmm. to act as anyone. They let me. They want me to be me. They let me write as myself. Like as you came in here, I was writing for the show. Yeah, coming up this week. Like they let me say almost anything. Like okay, first they really trusted in me, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have to turn my shit in. They would let me say it. But one time, I, I was talking about uh, Kylie and Kendall Jenner, right? And people, you know, they're always talking shit about him. I was like, hey, you know, you don't know how you would act if your dad <laughs> if your mom had a dick is what I actually was saying. Oh, Okay. And they were like, Well, cut, time out. Hold on. <laughs> Funny, but we we would never be able to use that. This is this is a women's network. I was like, Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just turn your jokes in. <laughs> Approve them, so yeah, it's a legal department and everything. But by and large, man, like the, the first episode came out this come out two weeks ago, yeah. And um, you know, people really liked it, they kept like 80% of my jokes, which nice. is amazing for anybody that knows TV. Amazing! Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to do two green screens and then one um inside of the uh pit with everybody else, and they picked a lot of my jokes from the pit. We also get to submit headlines that go for each story. And I got like three of my headlines on there as well, so
1: it's all it's current cool. events. Yeah,
0: yeah, all current event stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. What else you got? Kind of, I guess that was one of the vision board things you definitely, mentioned. Yes. definitely. Yeah. So because mm-hmm. that's been
0: in the work for almost a, a two years now. Mm-hmm. So you know, we started off with the uh, the Bossip sitcom, right? Um, and you did the the, the, the stand up for that. Oh, yeah. I did the
1: stand up for that. You did stand
0: up yeah. for that, and then yeah. I, mean, I ended up being on the show, which didn't get picked up, um, but. The, uh, the owner of Boss had kept a relationship with We. We came to her and said, hey, would you be interested in doing a reality type of show? She said, yeah, but not about the people. I want to do it still about people in my office, mm, but mm. about current events and that reality type of way. They were like, perfect. Um, she brought myself and Ronnie Jordan along with the rest of people that actually work for her at Boss to bring along the cast. And we put together some a teaser sizzle reel for the production company from this production company to send to Wii. And it took them like a year or some change to get back because we doesn't do any, um, they only do hour programming. Our show would be ridiculous if it was an hour long. It would be stupid. So we had to be 30 minutes. Right. So that was a fight for like the year. And then finally they gave into it and we did it. And the long story short we had our first the first episode and the president of we sent a, all of us an email saying that we kept 99 percent of the the uh, audience from the show before which is like unheard Whoa. of in TV uh-huh. and that was before the ratings for um, TiVo and DVR came out like they have a l3 which means that whoever if if you're um, DVR something if you watch it within three days of the premiere of it, it still counts towards ratings. Cool. So that hadn't even came in yet. So we might actually have more um, viewers than they did. So it's it's been a long, hard road, but anything worth it is going to be a long, hard road.
1: No I doubt. Mm-hmm. And that took you to being interviewed on Breakfast Club, which Breakfast I, I Club. have to ask about before we wrap up here, just yeah. because, I mean, that's one of the hottest morning radio shows And the personalities on there. Yes. What was that experience like? Well,
0: first of all, (laughs) fuck the Breakfast Club. I'm waiting to get on the Breakfast Club, me and Janae from the show, and Dave Chappelle walks in. Dave Chappelle walks in. They didn't even really know. Like it was a surprise. Oh. Dave Chappelle, I got bumped by Dave Chappelle (laughs) for the radio interview and I didn't care. Let me tell you how dope he is. Dave Chappelle walks up to me and says, Hi, I'm Dave motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are, man, <laughs> but that's so cool to me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And like, and then I was just, I was just, I was, I don't even know what the fuck I was after that. So he went she- in bro. there and did his interview, um, you know, and then we, obviously we had to wait. So that's why if people are looking and asking why our interview was only 15 minutes, it's because Dave came in and bumped us. So <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, but in the interview, actually, um, I didn't really get to say too much because the young lady that was with me, um, she actually um, is really great friends with Angela Yee that's on the show and Charlotte. All of them, really, but she's really great friends with her. So it was kind of like a family thing, and they directed a lot of questions towards her. And I was kind of playing double You did a good job. To, you
1: called her out for talking over. You're
0: like, <laughs> what? like, am I going to get to say <laughs> yeah, anything? Yeah, I'm like, yo, the producers <laughs> specifically called me and said, hey, man, make sure you're funny. You're not letting me. Right. right. <laughs> you're not Tyler letting Rivers,
1: as they uh, called you. Yeah, it. oh, that's yeah. they
0: blooded They started me off from the jump. Well, Tyler, well, to be fair to Envy. Tyler Rivers was the name that I had for the sitcom. Uh-huh. So whoever pulled, it, whatever intern pulled it up for him, pulled up some old shit.
1: But so. they could have put your name in the title at least. Yeah, they still Come didn't on, care, man. Yeah, yeah, but it's all good though, yeah. man. I was on there. I got pictures.
0: You were, and I met Dave Chappelle. You met, and like <laughs> Charlemagne's a beast in the Charlemagne game. Charlemagne is man. yeah, great. He was he was good that day too. You know, what I'm saying. I guess you you may not never know how he's gonna be, but he was real cool with us, and he he supports the. Uh, the website and the show, he posted, you know, our picture and all that stuff awesome. um, before the show came on. So shout out to Charlemagne for that. So yeah, but that was a, that was a great experience. And then we went, we actually went on a couple other interviews that same day. Um, we went on this, um, damn, what was the name of it? it's kind of a, it's a it's a it's a big deal, um, Cheddar cheddar report something Hmm, like that it's a huge blog it's a oh cool I'm gonna sound ridiculous but it's two white women I don't remember their (laughs) name but they're right in the middle of New York and they got like the glass behind them so you can see people walking so it's kind of like a morning like CBS morning news type of deal and they're really super popular and they had us on there and they asked us, you know, more questions and then we did a couple more interviews with Did a uh, press run. Yeah, a real life press For the run. Like, TV woke show. Woke up at eight thirty in the morning, hit like five different places, and then got on the plane back to Atlanta.
1: That's gotta feel cool, man. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did, bro. <laughs> it was legit. It was legit as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's uh just to land the plane here, you know, what's the what's the long term here? You kinda mentioned a little more goals this year. What do you yeah. what do you envision?
0: um i envision um you know this this show actually getting picked up because they got us uh, six episodes right now okay um i'm, I'm envisioning this show getting picked up and, and becoming a weekly thing like for a long time um i'm also envisioning this tour of myself and ronnie and, and and darren since we're all on tv now to uh, uh start to grow a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and catch more cities um I'm working on my second hour. Hi, I'm Tyler. It's going to be on iTunes very soon. That was uh, I great. I was first there for hour. that. Thanks Premier. for coming as well. Great. You know, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, it actually turned out really well. So I'm working on my second hour now. Hopefully, I can put that out um, by 2018. It's going to be tough, but 2018. Mm-hmm. Try to do another one, um, and uh, you know, just get myself, just get myself really like my foot is in the door a little bit. So just kind of opening the door and then getting a lot of people that I know you know, into this situation. Because as you know, like, Atlanta comedy is the best. Oh, no it's doubt. It's the absolute best. No so doubt. I got a lot of, you know, all you guys, man, that I got, I got ideas for already. Like, you know, right now we got a real strict format and a small budget for Boss Up, but I already got ideas and, and sketch ideas, and I'm going to need people, and I already got the people. I want to be like Will Ferrell, man. Like No doubt. You know, have be the guy in the movies, but have, like, your people in all your movies. Like, Rob Snyder is always going to show up. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying like yeah. even if he ain't shit in the movie or if you got to write in something stupid he got to be a doll in a dolphin suit to be yeah. in
1: my movie <laughs> well
0: like, put him in a dolphin suit
1: put like, him as my guy so Judd Apatow has his crew Adam Sandler has yes, his crew it's yes. all get, you want to have the same crew. yeah Kevin Hart Howard.
0: got his crew of yeah guys that he you know that he's put on oh and, and read that book have you read that book Kevin mm-hmm. Hart's book fucking read it man I was, yeah. I every comedian has to i think it's a must that you read kevin hart's book if you like him or not you gotta hear his story and how to
1: navigate through this thing we call comedy boom super dope well before we get out of here is there anything else you want the world to know
0: tyler chronicles on instagram because nick cannon didn't think i had enough followers (laughs) t-y-l-e-r-c-h-r-o-n-i-c-l-e-s uh um shout me out on there or tyler does they both work and they both get me on there so um so that part, and love you, Mama. And the TV show, do you
1: want when does that air? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I
0: thought I talked about it already. Yes, I, I did. Yes, uh, uh, every Thursdays on WeTV, right after Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta, uh, that's going to be at 10 o'clock. Bossip on WeTV. And they play a lot of reruns, too, but we need that first run to count towards mm. the ratings. You feel me? I feel you. Yes, indeed. And uh, I love
1: you, Mama, as well. I'll say that. Yeah. it, appreciate you being on here, man. It's been real. Hey, come on, man. You know, we go back to b 100.
0: <laughs> Internet radio. Internet man. radio. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Come on, baby. <laughs> Working with Miss Deb. Come on, you guys. You need to put it to. <laughs> Y'all got a great show if you just stay focused. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that was a. Uh- it was a learning experience,
0: man. Everything, everything was all needed though. You know already, what I'm saying? Already, all dude. was needed. Like I've been in so many like shitty movies that never came out in Atlanta. You've mm-hmm. been on sets and stuff, stuff never yeah. came out. But it's all
1: practice, it all practice. Yep. And like you said, like just doing it for the craft. And yep. that's how I approach everything. I'm not even like, oh, what is this gonna get me? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm getting good reps in right now. Yeah. Even if it's acting in something. That doesn't come out You're like mm-hmm. Well that was good practice Being on a set good. Exactly And being exactly. like Working those long hours And everything mm-hmm. Especially if you
0: can get a, Like you can get lucky enough To be with some real actors And see how that really
1: It really exactly. happens That's Exactly Exactly mm-hmm. Boom Cause it's all different muscles Yes indeed well, I appreciate it man If you could just sign your Show notes here I always Yeah yeah Document these bad boys Keep them in a folder You dig Now you're in You're a member of the Hot verse, my man Heard Tyler like Never before yeah. Heard like never before. Thank you, listeners. If you've never listened before, we have another one in the books. And if you enjoyed this one, I would highly encourage you. We have over 90 other hot breath episodes available for your enjoyment. So please go over to iTunes or Audio Boom. We're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast, we're on there. Would love to have you join up. If you'd like to support the podcast, Simply leaving an iTunes review really does make a difference. Or really supporting the podcast, just come out, support the show. I host a show every single Wednesday at Java Monkey in Decatur, Georgia. We just celebrated our six-year anniversary, and would love to have you come out for this next round. We're going to, on the way up, definitely a hashtag we made it moment. I think this, really the learning lesson of this, Hot Breath Episode today is really comedian centric. Take care of yourself off stage, and that'll only strengthen you on stage. But that really applies to anybody listening, regardless of your profession, your dreams, your passions. Take care of yourself first, and life will lead the way. So that is my wisdom. If you would like to hear more of my wisdom, you can check me out on all social media at Joel Byers Comedy and also at Hot Breath Pod joelbyerscomedy.com is where you can find my schedule you can see all of that jazzer size, but definitely a thank you to all our listeners the listeners keep growing every week and i would highly recommend if you're thinking about one to start with last week's is the perfect one i interviewed manu muraro a social media guru i'm telling you it's it was only supposed to be like 45 minutes, it ended up being like an hour 20 of just straight social media hacks that guarantee to. It's changed my whole social media game and just doing the interview. And then I've listened to it twice since it was released. So I would recommend starting there and working backwards or start from the beginning. But whatever you do, I just appreciate you supporting me today. However, this episode found you, I know time is very valuable. So thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you to, of course, my engineer, Amon Garner, for always keeping these sounding crystal clear. Thank you, of course, to Comedy Artwork, for continuing to make all my artwork. Hit him up if you need some done. And of course, thank you to my wife for your constant support and sarcastic encouragement. And most of all, thanks for making the theme song, Bay. So, I know you listen this far into the outro, unlike most people, so... Now that we said all that, I will see you right here next Monday on Hot Breath.